It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Hello, Swiggies. Hello, Rachel. Hello. Is this episode 50? I want to <gasps> say it is. That feels like a big number. That's kind of a big number. I'm I'm just like waiting for uh at, like the one year anniversary, all the yeah. while forgetting that number 50 is actually a pretty significant number. I mean it is. Um, yeah. Either way, it's gonna be a fun special episode. Uh we are partly celebrating Taylor Swift's birthday. We're also partly um, you know, commiserating Taylor Swift's birthday, I want to oh, say. I know. <laughs> I know we it's have like, like such we have some great things to tell celebrate for Taylor and then we have like some sad memories to revisit Taylor on your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Well, let's start with the utmost of celebrations, Rachel. That's a, that's and a good that place would to be start. Our best friend Taylor Swift was named the Time Person of the Year. Oh my goodness gracious. The Person of the Year. The person of the year and was it not the most epic incredible year of taylor swift that you could ever imagine i mean okay sam i don't know if you feel this way i love taylor swift because yes i I do feel that way (laughs) uh I have loved her for a handful of years. I'm not, I, I, I don't get to say that I have loved her from the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So so I definitely wouldn't count myself out of a like a fangirl, like a recent fangirl, right? But, no, you're, you're, you're deeper than that. But I definitely am deeper than that. I love Taylor Swift regardless of what other people think of her. I've gotten to the point where I just love her for me, right? I don't love her because she's like all over the news or I don't love her because she's like in every single storyline. I don't love her because she's a billion dollars. I just- We call that bandwagoning and you are not on that bandwagon. No, and I almost feel like, like I forget that she's so big because she's just she just matters I, to me. I do that too sometimes. I it's like whenever Taylor Swift comes on on the radio in like the grocery yeah. store, I want to yeah. be like, oh, that's amazing. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's like duh, and and duh. I mean, so so when someone's like, wait, person, like you know her, like you know you. <laughs> like apparently, I, I, Rachel, we are not the only ones. That care about Taylor Swift because yeah. uh, she has become a global sensation this year. She always sort of has been, but like 2023 was the year of Taylor Swift for so many reasons. Number one, the most obvious one is the Eras Tour, of course, but of course. she also put out new albums this year. More and more fans are 
tuning in to who she is and her songwriting. She boosted the economy. So many eyes were on Taylor Swift this year. And we started off this year, 2023, with a little podcast dedicated to, uh, you know, that that little that little chick. So <laughs> check. That little chick. Um, but but all this to say, it's all culminated into the honor that is being named the time person of the year. We just found this out yesterday, uh, the day that Rachel and I are recording this. We found this out yesterday. Did you read the article? I think you did. I mean, duh. Um, I didn't read it. Here's what I did. I am a recent subscriber to Chats and Reacts Patreon. Excellent. Which, uh, you know, they're my favorite YouTubers. Yes. And they have a Patreon that I've recently subscribed to with, with like exclusive content. They literally post something every day. God, I love them so much. Um, Emily and Bonnie are their names and they have dedicated – their lives, they, their full-time jobs are now revolving around um, discussing and reacting to Taylor Swift. And Are they roommates? Like, this isn't, like, logistically, how do they do this yeah. all the time? Yeah, they're okay. best friends and roommates. Um, they should be roommates, And so they Sam. just have, like, a home home studio, one of their bedrooms or whatever. Um, but they're so great. You can you can watch their videos on YouTube. We've, we've talked about them in the past. Yeah. Um, but on their Patreon, they post exclusive videos. And the one that they posted, you know, today, last night, was their reaction to reading the Time Magazine article. So I actually watched their video as they read word for word and then reacted okay. to that. Even better. I didn't read it technically, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. watched the video where they read word for word. And wow, that is a really well written article. I mean, right? the author, his name is Sam. Shout out to my boy Sam. I love a, I <laughs> love love, a Sam. We love a there Sam is, on Swift and Swigs. We love <laughs> the alliteration of Sam on Swift and Swigs. But he totally gets it. I don't yeah. – he never claimed in this article – I don't know his background. He never claimed to be a Swifty per se. And I'd like to think that he's not even a Swifty, but he's one that just understood yes. and understands – yeah. why she is chosen as this high honor. It was just so well written. And she spilled some tea. Taylor, we have some quotes oh, from this gracious. woman. Oh my gosh. Uh, about things that we have speculated about, wondered about. I'm talking things about the whole Kim and Kanye incident. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about her relationships in the past, her current relationship with Travis. And I am also talking about the tea that she spilled on a Reputation Taylor's version, which we still don't have and we don't have a date for it but that whole article and the you, photo shoot adjacent to it was did you reputation just, like, coded squeal when they she's talked about the vault tracks on reputation are fire fire quote unquote fire which makes me wonder if there's a track named fire we're also clowning about trust issues which yes. in her instagram post she announced that you know this article came out i'm so honored normally i have trust issues being interviewed in the way that she spelled trust issues was a little easter eggy because uh-huh, uh-huh. we know that she loves to do this loves so now it. i'm like is trust loves issues it. the name of a vault track i don't know but <laughs> There, the That'd whole photo fun. shoot uh, uh, with this uh, piece was a lot of blacks and her hair. Hair and like, slicked back. Yes. Uh, it was very rep. 
coded and, um, but also just like, you know, beautiful and honest. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have any like highlights of the article? Oh my God. I like, I feel like I could talk an entire episode on that entire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was so, like, there were so many things that I felt so satisfied. Like I've been craving the the information about it. So one of the things was just her prep for the Eras tour. Oh yeah. I loved that. Oh my gosh. That she would like go on the treadmill and run while she sang the fast songs and like walk or like slow jog when it was like the slow songs. Brilliant. She said like every day she would train for those three hours on the treadmill. She would sing every like in order the set list basically to get ready for six months leading up to the tour. Six months. And that checks out because girl is fit. And like we have all wondered how does she pull this off so many nights in a row week after week? It's because she put in the work. And and of course she she did. I loved how she took care – she takes care of herself like – she crawls into bed the day after her show and like only leaves to get food. I mean, come mm. on. Like mm-hmm. I love I love that life for her. Um I'm so that, jealous of that life. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but you know what was adorable? I, I listened to every single album talk about the time article. So both of us are like Oh, I cannot wait to listen to that. It was great. What they mentioned was like it's funny how she said like dream life, like crawling into bed, like only ordering from dream life as if like she couldn't actually have that life, you know, like because she yeah. could, she could hang up her hat. Person of the year, I'm done. I'm out crawling into bed. Have a good life. Y'all enjoy my music. I'm done. Like she could. She could. But, but... she doesn't because not because she wants to make more money or get more awards like person of the year. Because she just loves the dang art. She does. Of it all. She like she, she said that. She, she was really quoted does. saying that. I don't know yes. the exact quote, but that she's just like, I, Keep I making only art. want to create more and more. Yes. Seemingly forever. Because yes. that, and we know this about her, but that is how she <sighs> can process her life. Yes. Yes. And like, when she said, she also, loves it. She said, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Like, yeah. We knew that, but also, God, that was reassuring because I, you know yeah. how you were worried the other day, uh, one of our podcasts about them, like, is this stressful? Yes. Like them, meaning she and Travis, who are Spalsy. a couple, as she calls mm-hmm. them, she calls him, they're a couple, adorable. Yeah. She's like, I'm happy, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And, and it's good to hear her say that. Like she should be, she looks happy. Her life is worth celebrating. But there could be a lot of hard behind the scenes stuff. And it sounds like for the most part, she's really happy doing what she loves. You know, for the most part, she is really happy. I just have to point out that during Reputation in the song, Mm. Call It What You Want, Mm. she did say, I'm doing better than I ever was. And that was when she was with Joe Alwyn. Well, then I ever was that she ever was so yeah in that point she was happiest i feel like she's just getting happier and happier and uh, that's what we want for our lives right like just we want to grow and learn and move on Uh, and she's 33 like almost 34 she's almost 34 i I mean 34 as this episode comes out 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this episode comes out, what, two days? This episode yeah. comes out on Dad's birthday, Rachel. Oh, so that's right. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, happy Dad. birthday Taylor is kind of the point of the episode. <laughs> but, yes, she is She is 34 now. And she seemingly is just getting happier and happier. And I would be, too, yeah. if I were in her stilettos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so No, I would not be happier if I was in her stilettos. Those things look dang uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. And she like talked about that in the article too, how she's just yeah. like, I just cannot I mean, after the end of the shows, I just need to take my shoes off <laughs> and relax because like, I am dancing in my high heels. Creak around or something like that. Creak, creak, yeah. creak. Yeah. Like you if you haven't read the article, you, you you've gotta read the article. Whether you're a Swifty or not, like it's well written. It it paints a really beautiful image of somebody that we all know, but in a way that is more intimate than we could have ever yeah. expected. And we haven't gotten her speaking about her life in a while. Really not a lot. Not uh, not Outside of her songs, right. outside of her songs, and, and and even that, like in her songs, it's never specific. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is ever confirmed. Mm-hmm. So an interview like this is like where you get like truly specific confirmations yeah. from somebody that we like analyze and we and we research a yeah. lot. So it was just Ugh, truly satisfying. It filled in, it filled in so many blanks will... for me. I mean, it also left so many more, but as it always does, totally. But but some of the spaces are no longer blank in our Swifty brains. I'm so excited, Rachel. It is almost Christmas. We're soon to be together in person. Yay! I think our plan right now is to record a very special episode. No spoilers, of course. Of course. But stay tuned because if you have been with us, Swiggies, since day one, even if you joined today, I think you're going to like what we're going to be putting out there for you. So... That is the tea that I want to talk about in today's episode. So first, let's get into some new shit, Rachel. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. One other thing to note in the the, the Time article mm-hmm. is it pretty much starts off with Taylor Swift telling us a story about when she was 17. She lost the opportunity to go on tour with Kenny Chesney um, because the tour was sponsored by a beer company and she was underage and so she this was like the biggest deal of her life she was going to open up for kenny chesney and then they told her sorry never mind that can't happen so naturally that crushed her and which is just like incredible to think about how she probably thought oh my career's over so kenny chesney being the apparent saint that he is like wrote her a note and a card and letter and said, I'm so sorry you can't join me and cut her a check like out of pure gratitude. Yeah. uh, Like a pity check essentially. And Taylor said that that was enough money, so much money that she's ever received in her entire life that she was able to fund where she took her career from there. And we all know where her career has gone so i wanted to listen to some kenny chesney because that that to me just seems like like a saint move um i didn't know where to start so i reached out to my friend courtney who i just had an assumption knew uh uh, knew some kenny chesney sam you should have reached out to me i went to his concert 
Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so Rachel, if ah, I, yeah. I asked Corny, like, what's a good song? And she goes, her, her response was like, well, there's a lot, but she did give me okay, two. Do you have a, a song the off the top of your head? First song off the top of my head is, she thinks my tractor's sexy. Oh, that's Kenny. Yeah, oh, I do. I do love that song. That's a good one. Okay, what else did she say? Um, that is a great one. No, Corny told me, she gave me two songs. One is Keg in the Closet. And the other one is American Kids. I listen to both of them, but the the new shit I'm going to choose this week is the song Keg in the Closet. I can relate to this. <laughs> this song is about being in college with your friends and how the only thing that mattered is that you were with your friends and all of your problems could be solved by what was inside that keg that they kept in the closet. Mm, I like and that. And I have very fond memories of college. I'm sure you do too, Rachel. And a lot of it revolved around drinking beer. I'll be honest with you. But my some of my best friends in my life are from those years. And those were the years that truly life was really careless. And, and fr- I mean, it was difficult. You have to go to school and you're struggling with finances. But in retrospect, all that really mattered is that you had your friends around you and you have that keg in the closet. We had a keg in the closet, pizza on the floor. Left over from the night before Where we were going, we didn't really care We had all we ever wanted In that keg in the closet I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to listen to Kenny Chesney. I really respect how he essentially funded Taylor Swift's career. And he posted on his Instagram yesterday, too, after the article, a really sweet thing about Taylor. So he, he's, he's a new favorite of mine. And that's my new shit, Rachel. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I saw Kenny Chesney open for Tim McGraw in 2000. Let's see, I was in college. Two. Wow. Two, no, 2001. 2001. Wow. At, at Summerfest. It was it was fun. That's, uh, that's pre-TS. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's wild to think. Because I was wow. in college and she was just a baby. Just a little baby. Just a little baby. baby. Just a little baby. Yep. yep. All right, my new shit is not Kenny Chesney. I'm I'm, I'm wishing it was, though. Um, my new shit comes to me, introduced to me from Mike, who heard them on the radio, and was like, I think you'd like this. Played a song for me, and I was obsessed from first listen. Uh, the artist is Judah and the Lion. Oh, yeah. Do you know them? I don't know much, but I know of them. So it's like, their music is like a mix of hip-hop and folk like it's like which which is weird like you get this like hip-hop lyrics but this like folksy banjo in the background and some good stuff so he played the song take it all back 2.0 and i just was obsessed with the song from first listen the people they're dancing along they're dancing along to the mando it's some sort of hip-hop beat That's a that's a that's a fun one. They have a couple other other ones that I really enjoyed, but um, their new, latest single is "Son of a Gun," and that was pretty fun to listen to as well. But take it all back, Judah and the Lion. I love saying "Son of a Gun." <laughs> it's a good one. Truly, like one of my favorite things to say. It's a, it's a good one. Yeah, I'm it's just I, it I love a good mishmash of genre. So yeah. That's one of the reasons we love Taylor Swift. Sure I mean, is. She's mishmashed her genres she's all over the. Mishy mashy. 
in one in one particular album, she mishmashed a lot of genres. That was the album Red. Mm, and excellent transition on, there, Sam. Why, thank you. It's like you've on been that, doing this podcasting thing for a little while. For literally 50 times. <laughs> um, so in Red, Taylor famously goes from country to pop to country pop to ballads to mm-hmm. sad songs. Mm-hmm. And we get the standard edition of Red. And then we get the deluxe version of Red where we get three additional songs. One of that songs would be Come Back Be Here. The other song would be Girl at Home. Girl at Home and Everybody Wants It. Don't don't particularly like that one. And then the other song is the song that we are discussing today. So this is a song that was a bonus track, essentially. Rachel, you chose the song this week. Can you please lead us in to the jive? The jive? (laughs) I don't know. It just came out of me. (laughs) The swift of the week, Sam, is a song that gives us Quite a story and a story that happens on Taylor's 21st birthday. That song is The Moment I Knew. And it was like Yes, and I just I, – I must say, in last week's episode when you were announcing this song, the moment I knew I was going to <laughs> die was when I assumed you were going to say all too well 10-minute version. Yeah. And which, then – which we, we got to – we I know I've talked about this with you behind the scenes before, Rachel. We got to figure out a time. I need to be more prepared than a week in advance to do that song. So – but, and I feel like we got to prepare, you know, the listeners, too, for that. So, no, we're not doing all too well 10-minute version. We are doing The Moment I Knew, and I'm I'm relieved. The reason you you are thinking that is because they're, they, they share the same character. It's we, literally the same, not literally the same story, but there are... There's a similar story and yeah. similar feelings of... Uh, sadness, depression, loss over a relationship. There are some that would argue, though, that the moment I knew is better than all too well. I am not one of those people, but I, because I don't like to compare, like, I'm not, but I do love this song pretty darn close because of the incredible storytelling yeah. that we get. Like the yeah, quality yeah, yeah. of storytelling well. with this song. And I feel like it's an underrated song. I'm glad to hear Absolutely. you say that some people think this is better than all too. Well, I've not heard that. I, I've always thought I was like an underdog for loving this song as much as I do. Let's uh, let's start swigging our yes, cocktails. Yes, then we can get into our spirit because I, I, I need a little spirit to get into my spirit. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Um, can I go first? Because I just, I've been like, just, I just want to drink this. So go for it. So this song we'll get into in the spirit, um, takes place on Taylor Swift's birthday, but this song isn't a joyous birthday song. In fact, it is a very sad birthday song. Um, so I kind of went in two different directions. I, I essentially made 
a birthday cocktail because we are celebrating Taylor Swift's birthday. The song is about, it took place on her birthday. So I made a birthday cake martini. Okay. This is what's in it. It, it tastes like a birthday cake. Um, I did my own variation of what all these blog recipes were telling me to do uh, because the blog recipes were saying use vanilla vodka. Yeah, and I'm I've, like, no, 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 I've no. seen that before and I'm just not willing to buy myself I'm not going to do that. So I took the clear whiskey that we distill at work and added some vanilla extract to it. So I've got clear whiskey with vanilla extract. Um, I've got my homemade amaretto, a.k.a. Sam amaretto in I love here. That. And I did a coconut cream. It's like a coconut creamer, almond milk, coconut cream. And then uh, some melted white chocolate. You can uh, – another thing that the recipes were calling for is a white chocolate liqueur. I knew that if I picked up a bottle of that at the liquor store, I would, would not be use using it. that again. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to spend money on that. So I just – I found some white chocolate in the grocery store and I melted it in the microwave and just added that into this. I've already been sipping on it, Rachel, so I'm showing you, but it looks sloppy at this point. But what I did is I – all those ingredients I shook together over ice and then I poured it into a nice coupe glass rimmed with birthday cake frosting. Uh-huh. Now, here's the kicker. Because this song is sad, I used blue sprinkles on the uh, rim, on the frosting mm-hmm. rim. And the blue mm-hmm. represents how this this could be a fun, joyous drink, but the first thing that hits your lips is the blue sadness. And, and oh, and I'm calling it my party dress. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I also love it. Clink, clink. I almost made a cocktail identical to that. Oh, okay. And I I went in a different direction because I was really, but not too far because I also wanted to make a cocktail celebrating Taylor's birthday. I wanted to make a cocktail that she may or may not have had at this birthday party. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it is her twenty first birthday. It's her twenty first birthday, and to me, that calls for some champagne. So yeah, I'm popping some champagne. Let's see if we can get, get it that close to the mic, Rach. It's right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a screw top. It's a screw top. Rachel's got liars. her roommate's cheap ass screw top champagne. Oh my god. That, that was, was so hilariously lackluster. <laughs> oh, honestly, I mean, does that not fit? That the totally song? fits the song. Oh I don't my think gosh. you found that. Okay. I swear I didn't put <laughs> I wish you guys could see that. I'm going to have to post a video of that of Rachel like anticipating the pop and only to realize it's screw top. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. What a dork. Okay. All right. Screw top so, us in the microphone. There no. it is. That was nothing. <laughs> That's so, so not sad. Okay. The same. But we're not done. This is going to be powerful. Okay. Okay. So at this birthday party, like you kind of go over the top. And I was once at a sh- restaurant here in Chicago where there was a cocktail that we were like, we were there for a friend's birthday. And I was like, this cocktail is like roaming around the room. It's a specialty cocktail. And I was like, we want that at our table to celebrate because that cocktail had a big old giant thing of cotton candy on the top. Yes. Okay. Cotton candy is celebratory. You want it. And honestly, one of the most amazing, simple cocktails for your birthday, which I've done for my own birthday before, 
is champagne and cotton candy because totally. it's fun and it's also easy because if you're making your own cocktail, you want it to be fun and celebratory, but really easy. Okay. So, so you serve this cocktail with a cotton candy. Here's what's, here's what happens. You pour your champagne. I'm pouring it into my cup. Okay. With nothing else in the cup, right? Yeah. In the, in the oh, champagne oh flute. sorry. No, I added a little bit of bitters at the bottom of the glass. Oh, oh. Um, for one, because it has a little interesting, and the song is what's interesting. There isn't any bitterness necessarily in this song. There's just sadness. Yeah, true. Um, but I think it, there's a little bitter. It's uh, a think little petty. We get more bitter with all too well ten minute version, but in we do this, get more. Yeah. In this storytelling, it's more just like. Oh, sadness and letdown. Yeah, I think. true. Maybe there's a little bit of interest. Okay. Yeah. So then, but then, when you put the, you're gonna add the 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 cotton candy. But here's what happens. I don't know if you can see this. When you add cotton candy to champagne, it just melts away, almost like tears streaming down your face mm. okay and of course i'm spilling it rachel is such a spiller i love how you're like you're you're i mean with all due respect rachel this cocktail is great but like you're you're <laughs> presenting this in a way that it's like relevant revelatory <laughs> that cotton candy dissolves in liquid <laughs> but i love what it looks like, like it, it looks just, like, amazing it disappears totally and agree. it almost like you can almost imagine if it was like, it's almost kind of sad that it does that. Like it almost just like melts away into the sad pile. Yeah, like the cotton candy represents like the fun of a birthday party, but it just yes. like gets dissolved by, yeah. you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is the champagne, I suppose. And he no. probably thinks that he is the champagne of any cocktail Yeah, too. he would. He, he would. would. All um, right, so that – oh, yeah. I didn't tell you what I'm calling this. Oh, yeah. It's called the So Happy. Wow. Mm. That's deep because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. not which, so happy, but it's trying to be. Which is one of my favorite lines of this entire song, and we'll talk about that as we get into our song. Should we get clink, into our song, Sam? Clink, clink. clink. Cheers. Cheers to Taylor's birthday. Happy 33. May it be better than 21. Uh, it's 34. That's right, 34. I would know because I Same was age. born. My name is Sam Ranke, and I was born in <laughs> And I was born in 1989. All right. So, Rachel, let's get into the spirit. I'm frosting all over my mouth. You've got frosting all over your face. It's I'm like you so just sorry ate a cupcake. Um, what is the spirit of the song? What, what, is the, what is the message and the theme of the moment I knew? Well, Taylor herself has said, The Moment I Knew is a song about my 21st birthday party, which was the worst experience ever. She literally said that and in the Yahoo <laughs> Music interview. She just put it out there. She said it yeah. was the worst experience ever. Talk about a little melodramatic. But I think truly, like we know from listening to this song and then later on from hearing it in all too well timed version, this was... A very rough night for Taylor Swift. And uh, Rachel, I, I would just like, I don't know, is this the time? Can we just share what we did on our 21st birthday? Oh. Be brief, of course. Mm -hmm. Was it happy? It was so happy. 
Me I'm too. so happy. Yeah. I was at a, I, I mean, I, the exact day I was at a Mexican restaurant, I had a giant, giant bowl of margaritas. And then I took a bunch of shots and with really terrible names that I want to name on here. And, um, same, I did that too. <laughs> I have like really vulgarly named shots yeah. on my 25th yeah, birthday. They did too. Uh, apparently that's just what you do in the Midwest. Um, and that's my point is like so many of us in America, at least when you turn 21, it's a very celebratory day because you can finally go out to a bar. You can have a drink with your friends and it's supposed to be fun turning 21. And he said it's supposed to be fun turning 21. And so this is essentially, this is, this is a storytelling song about one particular night. And what I think it's important to note is we don't actually know it's her birthday until Not at the, the end of the song. Now, there are clues as she, we go She sprinkles along. Easter eggs. Well, and it's such that is the incredibleness of her storytelling ability Agreed. that she gives you just a little bit of nugget. Like that is that is such a, a critical way of telling a story. It's just to give them just a little bit. She gives a little bit of nugget is what you said. And I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna quote that forever. Okay. She gives a little bit of nugget. Just a little um, bit of nugget. <laughs> <laughs> a little little chicky nugget. A little chicky nugs. <laughs> <laughs> on your 21st birth. Uh, that's right. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know if we said it's a song about a guy who doesn't show up right. when he said he would yeah. on her 21st birthday. We didn't really ever say that. We just said we really don't like Jake and it was a terrible night. But, but this is why. Because there's a lot this of ways why. that could go wrong. Um, and, and the whole like the moment I knew. We'll, we'll save a lot of, it, of this for the, the lyrics. But the moment Definitely. I knew is the title of the song represents mm-hmm. when taylor felt it was over essentially yeah 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 definitely or maybe something else something else we might be along this yes we will get into that um what i also wanted to note that you were mentioning that this was a an a deluxe edition add-on song i be seeing as i never listened to red until taylor's version came out i did not know i thought this was a vault track until just this week as I was learning about this. Oh, no shit, Rachel. Yeah, no. Yeah. This has been yes, out shit. for 12, and, 10 years. And this is why, as we get into how you you don't know it's her birthday, I actually think I knew because the first song on Red I ever listened to was 10-minute version of All Too Well. Oh, so okay. I already knew that story. So as she's talking about a story about someone not showing up, I immediately had the line, it's supposed to be fun turning 21 in my head. Mm. So I just needed to admit that part. Okay, but let's keep going with this song because it's a beautiful, beautiful song, incredible storytelling. What kind of music notes are you hearing? What is the musical mixology of this song that you get? Rachel, it's all about that cello, baby. That cello yes. is, like, I don't know any other song off the top of my head that's Taylor Swift that includes this cello. It is a deep, stringy, bowie sound, and that is the sound that leads us into and throughout this song. And that just absolutely represents the deepness 
the deep like drama that she was feeling. But this is truly like all about the cello. Um, Of course, there's guitar, there's piano, there's drums. This is a lovely example of a swelling, I'm sorry, a swell seeing. <laughs> That's for now, it's a new word. <laughs> this song swell sees into a chorus. We talked about this last week with Back to December and yeah. Enchanted, et cetera, et cetera. This really builds. You start off slow and moody. And it just drum, boom, 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 and it was like slow motion. She sounds so passionate in the chorus when she sings, and it was like slow motion. You said you'd be here, and it was like slow motion. That part um, is is my favorite musical part, and. Sam, I cannot for the life of me, so maybe you can help me. What I picture in that song is something I feel like we've talked about before, is that as if she is standing still and everything is swirling around her. Mm-hmm. Is there another song? In, well, yeah, we did that in uh, Right Where You Left Me. It was a big part of our conversation is in Right Where You Left Me when like she's standing still and the world is moving around her. Yes. Yes, and that's kind of how I envisioned that part. It, it was like slow, like slow motion. motion. Yeah. Because she's slow, but like the music is fast and swell seeing, as mm-hmm. you say. So you can imagine <laughs> yeah. like the world, the party, the, the livelihood of life is swirling around her and she's in slow motion stuck, like fixated on that door and on the notion that this, this guy said he would be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not. yeah, it is a swellsy of a song. It really is. Now, um, have you listened to the original version of this song? You know, I meant to do that for research, and I I forgot. So I popped over real quick, and it is very different. There no is way. A, the musicalness of it. It is does not swellsy nearly as much as I think that the Taylor's version does. Also, her voice is really interesting. There are parts that I really enjoy because she sounds really young and sad. But I feel like True. the majority of her singing, she sounds like she's holding back. She sounds almost like she's smiling while she's singing. You know when someone's like nervous and they like can almost hear a smile in their voice? Mm. Which I feel like tracks to how she was trying to pull back a little bit in red and not give her full, true, desperate, hurtful feelings. Why do you think that is? Because I don't think in Speak Now, like original, that mm. she held back in her emotions. And so I don't, I don't, it's not like it was like a, not a, like an age thing or like a maturity thing or, or a place in her career that would have made her feel like she needed to hold back. Maybe it was just the relationship itself with this person that had yeah. her so messed up that she I felt think like that she there couldn't. was a I think there was a like a record label influence in let's just blame Scott Borchetta yeah I, I mean I, I really do because like I think she wanted 10 minute version of all too well and they made her pull that back like she wanted uh she wrote better man and they're like no nah, this is just a little bit too mature um angry for you and she gave it away like like i think there was some 
there is some emotions that I think she pulled back a little bit. I don't know what it is. There's something there that's just different. It just sounds, sure. the emotions sound different to me. And I guess I can't quite put my finger on it. But I am totally going to be listening to the original. Um, sorry, Taylor. I'm going to give a little tiny bit of money to Just Suter give it Ron. a little dip. Just a little dip. Yeah. Um, Maybe not on December 13th. Not on her birthday, but uh, on another day. Yeah. No, no, no. I would never do that to you. But fear not. I have given you money to support Lots your current cause. So I think she's doing just fine. Do we know how much um, the heiress to her rent movie is going to cost us? I heard it's 1989. That would makes sense but that's a lot of money for a a lot of money you know we're gonna pay it yeah we'll just use dad's credit card love you dad happy birthday (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's that's the musical mixology it's it's a it's a swalsy song there's plenty of emotion she gives us in this version but not only does it sound lovely the lyrics that she gives us are Profound. Dynamite. Yes, Dynamite. So let's get into that, Rachel. I mean, we – I love it when she wastes no time. She's not even going to, like, gradually lead us into this. She's just like, you should have been there. Like, full stop. Don't say another word. You should have been there. That's how she begins this song. She is singing the song to you, to him. She's singing mm-hmm. it to you. This song is addressed to – it's Jake Gyllenhaal, if we haven't made that clear yet. But she's singing it to him because she's mm-hmm. saying you. I don't know why that's so confusing to explain. Well, I, she's singing it to you. She's singing it to him. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Okay. When she says you, that's like a direct song meant for him to listen to, to feel. But I want to just point out that the first line is you should have been there. Mm. And she never uses there again. She she repeats that line several times in the song, but from here on out it's here. So oh, interesting. I didn't the start of the song is almost like it's almost like it's it's now she's she's in the future and mm-hmm. she's reflecting on the past. You should have been there. And then when we get the rest of the time of the songs, you said you'd be here. You should have been here. It's like she goes back into yeah. that moment, yeah. the moment yeah. she knew. It's like she's totally. now in the present tense when yes. she starts it off in the future, singing about the past. And the rest of the yeah. time, she just goes back into the moment. Isn't that interesting? You should have been there. Should have burst through the door. You said you'd be here. That's so good. It's like... Like, you should have been there, and then, boom, I'm taking us where you should have been right now. And part of me thinks, like, was that an accident? But no. This is Taylor Swift we're talking about. She knows what she's doing when she's telling the story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was so unique. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. My cocktail is, like, dripping all (laughs) over I'm watching you, like, lick your hand. It literally looks like you've been eating cupcakes. It's so funny. (laughs) I've got got frosting and glitter all over the gosh darn joint. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's a birthday party, of course. It's a B-Day party, sad Mm. or not. All right. So where should he have been? He should have burst through the door with that baby I'm right here smile. Does that cringe you like it cringes me? Super cringy. Okay, thank I agree. you. I'm glad. 
I totally agree. Um, but what I love about this is when Taylor uses an entire phrase as an adjective with that oh. baby, I'm right here smile. Now, it's cringy. And yet, here's why it's great because you get the feeling. Because she says that, baby, I'm right here. As if she knows that smile. Like, she's seen it before. He's used that one before. And she came to expect that. She came to want that from him. Should have burst through the door with that, baby, I'm right here, smile. Another little cringy line. It would have felt like a million little shining stars had just aligned. I don't think that's cringy. I mean, it could be. I, I, In a I way, like it. I mean, not cringy. It's a, it's a little corny, but she has, this is like, it's it's also very quintessential Taylor Swift. Yes. Like, like the, the, literally she uses a million little stars in that Fearless song. The song is untouchable. Um, it shouldn't be like stars aligning for your boyfriend to show up for your birthday. Like it's, she's almost saying like, oh, that means like all the stars align and you were able to be here. That would be fate. That would be like yeah. per chance. But what your boyfriend should do is no matter what, show up for your birthday. Like of course he should be there. He should be planning the dang yeah. thing. He should be like there by your side, holding your hand, getting you champagne, getting you a cocktail, walking in your door. Hi, Leo. Hi, Sam. Hi, buddy. Oh, my gosh. What? What you shouldn't be here. <laughs> My movie's over. Your movie's over. Well, then go um, ask Elliot to put in another movie. Bye, Sam. Sam said he'll see you very, very soon. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so like I I'm guessing, like she was already doubting this relationship. This is what I'm thinking. Like she was already doubting, and she's looking to the stars to say, like, please tell me this is going to work out. Like. Like, I just need, if all the stars align, like, maybe this will actually work, work oh, out. Oh, yeah. Like, like it's going to take a million little stars to align for you to be here. Like, like, if we could just get them all to align, yeah. it'll be okay. It'll be okay, right? Like, it's like a mastermind situation, yeah. and she wants to mastermind it. And, and I would have been so happy. I would have been so happy. There's so much in those two words, right? Like, we, it just feels like a throwaway word. Like, we'd be like, oh, it would just be, that would make me so happy. Like, oh, so happy. Cheers. It's a cocktail. It's great. But the way she <laughs> sings it, I would have been so happy. She lingers on that. And I would have been so happy. To imply she wasn't happy. She would have uh, been, but she's not. That it, just this one thing. Just do this one thing for me. Just show up. Just be here. It's just so interesting that, like, what we know, what she said about her 21st birthday. We said this earlier in the episode. That it was the worst day of her life. Like, what did she say? It was the worst. The worst experience. Experience. Ever. Ever. Like, <laughs> this was very impactful. This is the girl who has been on stage and had somebody come up and take the award away from her. And this was worse. And she's, I mean, yeah. this, and it, the, the, it's not even like they've broken up yet. This wasn't 
him saying, I'm dumping you. This was like the lack thereof, basically. Well, it you can tell how much she put her hopes of this relationship into this one night. And we do this all the time, don't we? Like we set... I don't know, maybe you don't, maybe you're perfect. But like, you know, if you're just already kind of rocky with somebody and you think in your mind, like if they would just do this one thing, Mm -hmm. then it would be okay. And you've already set them up. Like she's already set him up. It it, it just, I think it's important that this was a very important night for her. It's not just her birthday. It's not just like her 21st birthday. It was just, she was being there for somebody being her her people she loves being around her is is a top importance for her and if he didn't get that then he wasn't right for her but she doesn't know that yet does she sam i also think like i mean we're totally like going off on a tangent here shocking but i think that like if you were jake jill like put yourself in jake gyllenhaal's shoes why wouldn't you show up like, what was he doing? What else was he doing? That he didn't come to her birthday, even though they were like, I mean, did he feel like they weren't exclusive? I think the interesting thing to point out is that we're, we're going to get into this, but her friends and family were at this birthday party. And I think that's one of the reasons that she was upset is because yes. she wanted to maybe introduce him or kind of like show off to her friends and family that she has this like successful handsome boyfriend and he totally let her down in front of the people yeah. that she loves and i don't think he cared about her friends and i don't family. i don't, I don't think, think he, he cared did. about her i don't no. think he wanted to i think he no. was just kind of like i don't want to go to some lame party like yeah can we like, just like I'll buy you expensive gift. Like I'll fly you out here to LA or whatever. And we'll go out to eat or something. Okay. So was it a matter of that? He wasn't in town. Cause I would understand if like her party was in, let's say Nashville, but like Jake lives in New York or something. I just assumed this party was like, I mean, if they were dating, I assume they were in like the same physical space. So, like, he should have no excuse. No, I don't think that, like, these are celebrities. They never lived in the same place. He still doesn't like, have any excuse because he can afford to fly wherever he wants. Right, exactly. They don't need to live in the same space. They don't need to, like, hop on the on the, on the the subway to go see their boyfriend. Like, they, if he had a legitimate excuse, like he was filming a movie, I don't think she would be no, as upset. No, like, or maybe even he was and he's just, like, but he easily could but have. But he, he said would like, oh, he would be here. He'd be he here. He said. He said okay. that. Should we move on so that we can we get to that probably part? Probably because... should. Um, <laughs> okay, we're not – the second part of the first verse. Okay. This is where we get mm. a little bit more information about another, the event. Another little chicken nugget, okay? A chicken nugget, <laughs> a.k.a. an Easter egg. They're kind of related, chicken egg. Yeah, um, sure. Okay, so she's saying Christmas lights glisten. So we know mm. it's the Christmas season, which mm-hmm. is Taylor's birthday, December 13th. So Christmas lights glisten. This isn't a Christmas song. This is not about a Christmas party. But nonetheless, every time Taylor Swift's birthday, you know Christmas lights are going to be glistening. Christmas lights glisten. I've got my eye on the door just waiting for you to walk in. Rachel, we get these lyrics. We get this imagery in All Too Well Time Minute version. Time is ticking. People ask me how I've been. I love this part. As I comb back through my memory, how you said you'd be here, she repeats, 
you said you'd be here. She is like, yeah. like he's not showing up, and she's like thinking, like, did like, yeah. did what did he, he say? say? Like, did he say what was told to me? Like, yeah. what is my memory trying to tell me? I love the little, like, you said you'd be here. You said you'd be here. We get the repeated. We love it when Taylor repeats because we it. know it's important. You can imagine her turning this around in her brain. Okay. This is where we get our chorus. It, it swells swells here. Sees. <laughs> it certainly does. And it was like slow motion. And it was like slow motion. Oh, I've already said it, but like a fast moving song with the words sung slowly, slow motion. Like that contrast mm. is brilliant. Standing there in Sam's cocktail. <laughs> Standing there in my party dress. Cheers. Party dress and red lipstick with no one to impress. Oh, that says so much. And yes. it's so relatable. Right, Sam? Don't you love it when, like, hate it when you put on your party dress and your red <laughs> lipstick and there's no one there to impress? <laughs> Happens all the time for all me, Rach. Time. You don't hear me writing songs about it. I mean, um, okay, but, like, okay, you're a mountain guy. What is the equivalent? The equivalent <laughs> of my party dress and red lipstick would be in my softest flannel. Oh, yes. And I trimmed my beard. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> With no ah, one to impress. With no one to impress. In in my freshest Carhartt. Your very best baseball cap. <laughs> and we just love this because Red Lip Classic, right? I mean, this is Taylor's oh, yeah. look. And it yeah, has been yeah. for so long. And we know that she, like, she feels her prettiest and she feels her best when she is in her Red Lip Classic. And I feel bad. Like, imagine if you did attend this party as her friend. And then you hear oh, the yeah. song and you're like, wow, I guess like my <laughs> no, presence just didn't matter to you. <laughs> like my being there, you clearly didn't no. care at all. Like you impressed me. No, but she didn't. And But I, no, that's I, the point. I think that's the whole point is like she missed her own birthday because she was so obsessed with this guy. Yeah. That just led her on like this. Yeah. I, I also think it's really important this 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 little chicken nugget of the word party dress <laughs> she did she could have said i was staying there in my best dress but she said party, party dress, dress. yeah that's already a chicken nugget. letting us know like this is not just like a hang out with our friends like this is a party yeah. like this is an important thing like there's just another we don't know what kind of party it is yet if you were listening to this you might have already been, like and you know taylor really well and you were like putting the things together okay december party yeah. You probably would be putting it together, but the song's moving in fast. This is when so. you start to put it together, yeah. They're all laughing as I'm looking around the room. Like, that's really relatable. Like, it feels like everyone else is having a good time mm-hmm. and you're not. But there was one thing missing. And that was the moment I knew. Okay, we got to talk about that. Sam, what did she know? What did she know here? I'm so glad you're posing this question, Rachel. Yeah. Okay, so... That brings us to like the ultimate theme of this song, the moment I mm-hmm. knew. The moment I knew. She doesn't she doesn't go on. She doesn't say that was the moment I knew that this happened. That wasn't the moment I knew right. about so and so and so. She just knew what, stops. Taylor? What did you know? That was the moment I knew. And so we are in a way left to interpret this. 
I think the most obvious way to interpret this is that she knew he didn't love her. So I'm going to give you another a different. I also have a different thought. Go ahead. I think in this particular moment, because as the song goes on, she has more thoughts and she's thinking about it more clearly. But right now, as she's looking around and knows this one thing missing, this is when she knows he wasn't coming. Okay. I think that's only as far as she knows in that moment. That was the moment I knew you weren't coming. Like you weren't going to make it. Well, then maybe I'm going to save my thought until deeper on in in this song. Okay. My other thought. Okay. So let's get into the deeper part of the song. Let's get into it. Okay. And the hours pass by. Now I just want to be alone. But your close friends always seem to know when something's really wrong. Okay. Just so it's we're clear here. Because I was listening to a podcast and one of the girls was like super confused. And I was like, this feels pretty obvious. But she's like... It says your friends. Like, she's talking to him. These are his friends. Mm. Like, no. His friends are not at the party. That's the whole point of their whole relationship is they don't like her. Okay, okay. but, yes. No, I, I I agree. I think she's saying your close friends like she's singing to herself here. Your close singing, friends. No, the universal. Univ- you. The universal like, your close friends. you know friends. when your close friends, like, always know? Yeah. That's what she's singing. Okay, but we go on to say... So they follow me down the hall and they're in the bathroom. I try not to follow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm being fast, but I'm just getting to the it's point, which is going. in yeah. all too well 10 minute version when she's singing about this mm. moment. Mm. No, when she's no, no. crying in the no, bathroom no. and no, some no. actress. Why? What, Rachel? No, no, totally different night. Disagree. Strongly agree with myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> totally different night. It's a totally different night. I, this was another argument that that same girl was making on this podcast. I don't remember which podcast it was. So, so in all too ultimate it. version, the lyric is. Not weeping in a party bathroom, some actress asking me what happened you. Not me weeping in the party bathroom. Not me weeping in the party bathroom. Some actress is, asking me what happened you. Is, that's what happened to you. This is an award party. This is an award party. I think that's even been. No. No, yes. it's it's yes. totally the birthday party. Why would she not? Li- it's it's the song "All Too Well" ten because is already linked she, with the moment I knew because because she because her friends followed her. Okay, friends friends imply people that know her really well. Yeah, this party implies there are people that know her really well. She's not inviting some actress, so that's what's different here. Okay. But I also think that in All Too Well 10, she says some actress. It could have been her friend, but in the moment, she doesn't care that it's her friend. It's not important because all she cares about is how he broke her heart. So Mm-mm. she's going to disregard Mm-mm. that person, even if it's her no. friend, even if it's an actress. It's like some actress, it doesn't matter because it was you. That's what happened to you. Don't you think? In All Too Well 10 Minute Version, that entire song is a s- expanse of a relationship it talks about a lot of parts of that relationship mm-hmm. there aren't it's not about like one particular night the way that this song is okay that part about the actress in some in the bat the party bathroom is a different stanza so it gives you the hint it gives you this idea that it's a different night it's just kind of coincidental that on no, her birthday party no, She's crying in the bathroom, and then now on another night, she's crying in the bathroom. Okay. How often does she cry in bathrooms? If you've listened to New Romantics, the line, Tears of Mascara in the Bathroom. We cried tears of mascara in the bathroom. Honey, life is just a classroom. 
girls cry in the bathroom, especially when they're drunk, <laughs> all the time. I okay. cannot tell you how many times I have been in a club bathroom and there is always a girl crying. Yeah, because you just go to the club all of the time. In my 20s. In your my, youth. Okay. In my youths, okay? When I was yes. a youth. Okay, so so maybe All Too Well 10 is talking about a different story. Let's go back to the moment I knew okay. she is in her bathroom. I try not to fall apart. The sinking feeling starts. Starts. That's important. And that's why I said the moment I knew was just like, he's not coming, but it's not clicking yet for her. Mm -hmm. This is when that sinking feeling starts. When she starts to process what this means. Mm -hmm. And then she ends this verse with, as I say, hopelessly, he said he'd be here. And it was like slow motion, standing there in my flannel shirt with a clean trimmed mustache, with no one to impress. And my sister is laughing and asking me about you. Okay, so we get another chorus. She ends it. That was the moment I knew. This moment that she knows is in the bathroom. That was the moment I knew when something is wrong. Like that this relationship isn't going to, that something's wrong with this relationship and something might have to change. Okay, cool theory. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save my mine. I'm gonna. (laughs) gonna, We're gonna keep going. We're getting there. We've got more moments to know. Okay. Now, is this the bridge? This is the bridge and the. Is it a banging bridge? It's the part two of my cocktail. This is the part. I mean, my, I cry. I I listened to this song on repeat so I could study it, and I was just like, I mean, tears were literally streaming down my face because, uh, what do you say when tears are streaming down your face? What do you say when tears are streaming down your face in front of everyone you know? What do you say when tears are streaming down your face in front of everyone you know? And what do you do? Do when the one who means the most to you, more than any other, is the one. That doesn't show. Didn't show. The only one you wanted. Again, I go back to that point of like, if if you were Taylor's friend or family that was at this party and you're hearing this song, again, you're like, uh, hello, do I not mean anything to you? I was there. I showed. I know. I showed up at your party. (laughs) But see. But no, uh, the whole point is like, she just really was so invested in him. And this relationship. And she thought, like so many relationships of her early 20s, that this was the one. That he was the one. The only one that didn't show. How crushing. How tragic. And her saying, what do you do, gives us the realization that she's just now processing, wait, the... Like when we said the moment I knew, knew, knew implies like certainty, but it doesn't imply certainty yet that it's over. It implies certainty that she needs to do something about it. But she's like, what do I do? What do you do? Now, I love how um, Genius categorizes this next line as it's not a bridge, not a verse, not a chorus. It's a quote unquote breakdown. Oh, and that really? Is the lines, <laughs> Breakdown. You should have been here, and I would have been I'm so, so happy. Which we, we happy. we've gotten those lyrics before, but this is mm. a different melody Mm-mm-mm. now. And <clears> it's <throat> there's even a longer break between so 
happy. And I would have been so happy. And it was like slow We get another chorus. We and do. That's not the end of the song, but this is the moment I knew that I wanted to bring up Mm-hmm. The other thought I have when she sings the moment I knew, what is it that she knew? I wonder if this is the moment she knew that she was in love with him. Oh. Because sad. of how crushed she felt in this moment, that's when she realized that was the moment she knew. I really care. I really love. And maybe up to this point, she hadn't admitted that. Or maybe she hadn't known that. And that just adds to the sadness. Because there's all these moments she knew she he wasn't going to show up. She knew something was wrong. She knew she was in love with him. All of those mm-hmm. three put together mm-hmm. equal a very, like what she said, it was the worst experience for life ever yeah that's interesting i mean again it's so hard to like separate this song from what we know about all too well 10 minute version and i get the feeling that she loved him from the very beginning it would surprise me if it's just now occurring to her that she loves him because like why else would she have wanted him there in the first place but maybe this is her just realizing what it means to actually be in love. Perhaps. Yes. I, I feel like it might have something to do with that. Okay. So that, those, that's my thought. I like that. That's an interesting it. theory. That's an interesting theory. So, okay. So that's the breakdown. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but the most interesting thing that happens in this chorus is that it they say, and they're all standing around me singing. <gasps> yeah. Happy birthday birthday to you. you. That's when we realize, oh, this is her birthday. Well, that's when we get confirmation. Confirmation. Cry face emoji. It just paints the picture of like, she's just stuck in this moment of like, supposed to be happy. That's what's happening. They're all singing happy birthday to you, to me. It's not a happy birthday, is it, Taylor? Okay, but we get one final verse. Oh, damn. This is where I... We get we get some info on this. Uh huh. You called me later, and said, "I'm sorry I didn't make it, mother freaker." And I said, "I'm sorry too." Yeah. You called me later, and said, "I'm sorry I didn't make it," and I said, "I'm sorry too," and that was the moment I knew. And that. Was the moment I knew. Mm. End song. So. So. He called her up again just to break her like a promise. I mean, what's interesting is that she acknowledges that he apologized. Which he was still in the wrong for what he did. But at least he apologized and she chose to include that in the song. But I only think she did that because of the following line. And I said, I'm sorry too. Like, yeah, he said, he's sorry, but she wanted to just, I'm sorry that you did that too. 
I'm sorry too. And that was the moment I knew. And I feel like this is a different moment that she yes. knew of a different yes. situation. And what would this knowing be, do you think, Rachel? Is it I the think- same? Is it like, oh, we're over. Oh, we have a problem. Oh, I'm in love with you. What is I, this moment? I think this was this was it's finally over. This was I think before I had the I get the feeling like because I think we are never getting back never ever giving back together is about Jake Gyllenhaal as well and there's like that contract like as if they were back together on on again off again a little bit like Harry Styles and he called me up and he's like I still love you and I'm like oh, like this is exhausting yeah so he calls me up and he's like I still love you and I'm like. Like ever. And I think this is the part where she's like, no, this time it really is over. This is the hmm. moment I know. Well, that's interesting that she feels that way after he apologized. You'd think that, that after an hmm. apology, she would be more inclined to be and that's understanding. Why I think she knew because she knew he actually wasn't sorry. She knew he wasn't sorry. And maybe the way that she the way that she was able to deliver, yeah, I'm sorry too, wasn't like, I'm sorry, babe. It was actually like, yeah, I'm sorry, you're a jerk too. And like she was like, I'm finally, sorry that I fell for you. I'm sorry yes. that I got my hopes up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All of that. I I think that was the moment she knew that she would be able to move on. It's almost like a tiny little bit of lovely little nugget of hope for her a little chicken nugget a little chicken nugget of hope (laughs) sadly it didn't work out between jake gyllenhaal and taylor swift and luckily for us we got some good songs because of it to break down and taylor i'm sorry that that was the worst experience of your life but uh let me tell you it gets better for you Okay. Yeah, it does. And you make great and, music. You make great music yeah. when it's and the worst. And to that, I just want to say happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday to you. What do you say, Sam, when tears are streaming down your face because you know that the podcast is over? What do you say? You say, let's do this again next week. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing missing. I need to know what song are we breaking down next week, Sam? Oh, right. Because I don't know. Where are we going? Do you not know? No. Well, okay. So here's the thing, Rachel. I so badly really, really, really want to do a Fearless song. Like Uh I listened to Fearless Taylor's version yesterday in Shuffle because – I wanted to know, like, wit, and so I have like so many song ideas, and none of them felt right. Okay. Rachel, because okay. we would be absolutely remiss uh-huh. if we uh-huh. went through this Christmas season and we did, and, and we did all of these Christmas <laughs> songs. <laughs> We've just been doing Christmas song after Christmas song. According to you, that is what we have been doing. <laughs> but according to me, we have not yet done a really true Christmas song. 
And no, we are not going to do Taylor's version of Santa Baby. Santa Baby. <laughs> Darn it. I, 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 there are several options, but I the most iconic option is one I just, I couldn't pass up. And Rachel, I mean, we will hopefully be doing this next year at Christmas too. So we've got to save some of them. But on our first Christmas season on this podcast, mm-hmm. we must do... Christmas tree farm. In my heart there's a Christmas tree farm. And I'm just going to say, I think that song is a ball of cheese. <laughs> but lights. It's so cheesy. I love it. I love it. I love mm. it. And okay. it is the last episode we are doing right before Christmas. So I thought okay. it'd be perfect. I love it. Sam, I'm ready for this. Christmas tree farm. Bring it on. All right, Swiggies. You should have been here in our podcast studio today. But instead, what if you found us over on social media? It would make us so happy if you followed us at Swift and Swigs Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can like and subscribe to us on Spotify and write a little Q&A kind of thing. You can leave us a comment, basically. You can listen to our playlist on Spotify, where we have put up every song we've ever covered. And you can email us at swiftandswixpodcast at gmail.com, letting us know if you think this song is actually kind of fits the Christmas vibe or not. Let us know what you think. And then, lastly, share this podcast with your friends. And hopefully those friends do show up at your birthday party, whether you're turning 21 or 61 or any age in between. That's all I've got to say, Rachel. Thank you for drinking these birthday cocktails with me. I am covered in frosting and a little bit buzzed. All right. Clink, clink. Cheers. Clink, clink. Happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. Love you, sis.